a dozen episodes in where we talk about setting expectations in dating and relationships. I don't think there's a fine line between what one person can expect being too much uh, too overboard because mm -hmm. at the end of the day you you pick your partner and your partner also has you know the consent of picking you uh, whatever expectations you set for the other person you're sort of setting yourself up What up, guys? Welcome to 10 Years and Counting. I'm over here with Whoa, Brian. Whoa, that's such an awesome radio voice. Okay. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, in the beginning, there should be some sort of segue, like the uh, the the generic YouTube, like... Sort of like how every cartoon show always had yeah. its intro. Yeah, like Tom and Jerry, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, you know, Porky the Pig going along and saying, like... That, that's all folks like yeah yeah so uh yeah what's going on not much uh thanks for coming in um we've oh we actually met in college yes fact for everyone we we did meet in college uh met this casanova guy over here um <laughs> in my senior year he walked around with a fedora like i did oh, not know yeah, what the top right. of his was, head looked like I, yeah, I forgot that phase i had no idea what his what his hairstyle was <laughs> until we graduated two years afterwards so yeah it's 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 been a pleasure i've known tony for quite some time and uh today's topic is expectations and i'm gonna I love how you just took. I just took your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool. Go, yeah. yeah, all right, cool. Go sit, ahead. Sit, sit on the couch and, yeah. uh, and, and and tell me your problems. Yeah. But um, expectations. I will say that I'll put my own expectations for you guys. Uh, I'm definitely no love doctor. Um, definitely no here. no Doctor Phil <laughs> yeah. at all. Um, but I have been through some good relationships, some bad relationships, and. I'm not saying that I've cracked the code in any way, shape, or form, but I've noticed what helps and what is healthy and unhealthy in a relationship. Mm. So just a regular Joe Schmo uh, who has luckily been fortunate enough to be blessed by a good relationship. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah, obviously we're going to be talking about setting expectations. And I guess the first question or just sort of like, pinpoint to talk about is what's considered either too high of an expectation when you're either dating or in a relationship because those can sort of intertwine either way yeah yeah At first i think the um the idea of expectations is a very new concept mm -hmm. it's still it's still evolving and it's something that you know our parents um our grandparents um i i know like in Chinese and like Indian culture, um, I'm Chinese by the way. Uh, you know, there's th there weren't such issues back then. Um, you know, everything pre baby boomer. Um, I would say the idea of expectations would probably be put in the back burner when it came to non core expectations. And these non core expectations are anything that range from like superficial to things that we call deal breakers but aren't actually deal breakers mm -hmm. like one would think a like for me a deal breaker would be a smoker um for others deal breakers would just mean you know biting nails or mm -hmm. or you know flipping the page off of a off of a book <laughs> the corner of a book 
Um, oh, don't bend the corner. <laughs> do not bend the corner, especially if it's a library book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think with expectations, it's still a very quickly evolving concept. Uh, and it's a, it's a very Generation Z, Generation Y, millennial sort of thing. Um, but back to your question about um, what expectations, uh, you know, sort of cross the boundaries. And listen, I don't think that there's any uh, any sort of boundaries at all. I don't think there's a fine line between what one person can expect being too much, uh, too overboard. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you you pick your partner, and your partner also has, you know, the consent of picking you. Uh, whatever expectations you set for the other person, you're sort of setting yourself up because the person that you would end up with. So like, let's say all of a sudden, um, you know, my expectations would be, okay, no smoker, no drinker. Um, and this is, this is not my personal expectation, but has to be super smart, has to know how to cook, can sing very well. I'm going to eventually find that person, <laughs> God willing, hopefully yeah. I find the person. But chances are that person is going to expect somewhat the same things as well. Um, and chances are, if I don't live up to those expectations, if that person is exactly like me or, or somewhat similar, I'm going to dig myself a grave. So it, it's sort of like you are kind of putting all your chips on the line mm-hmm. uh, and, and reaping a fantastic reward. Or you are putting one chip and saying, hey, like certain things are fungible. Certain things are flexible, um, you know. I needs and wants it's kind of like looking in into a house like if I if I want a house that's in a good neighborhood close to work big has a great kitchen uh, is relatively new no squeaky floors then you're gonna have to pay extra right yeah um, and if you don't have that salary to 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 support that the mortgage that you're taking out to get the house then you're gonna go bankrupt so it's it's sort of like it, it, there, there's no win-lose like the higher the expectations the more is, is expected from you but I think the one thing that people need to learn how to do better is be a little bit more flexible and know what the difference is between absolute needs and wants. Um, I, th- I think that's critical. I think that's fair though. It's sort of like the same thing. I try to think with like friendships in general. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think most people, I think they have like a specific boundary of like what they want in a friend. Yeah. But I feel like when it comes to a significant other, obviously you're spending a lot more time with them. So you yeah. do put in more of an emphasis. You want, like with a friend, you don't really, I don't say don't care, but you guys don't have to agree on a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I feel like if you're going to be spending your time with someone a lot, especially like in a relationship, you would want to at least find those similarities. It doesn't have to be pinpoint everything. Like, all right, cool. You know, you need to like this, this, this. It's like, no, that's, I think, you're bound to know that I'm assuming that someone would know going in it's like all right cool I at least hope that these core beliefs are here and then everything else can sort of just live on its own because we are two different people at the end of the day yeah I think that's a good point especially with friends like think about it how many of your friends well which friends that are closest to you are the ones that never argue with you it it, for me my best friends are the ones that I argue with the most, whether it's politics. Do we argue? Yeah, we argue a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we have to we have to grab dinner a lot more to argue. True, but true. I'm that's, sure if we spent every single day together with each yeah. other, we'd 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 butt heads. But yeah, that 
creates like any relationship, any friendship, the thicker the calluses, the thicker the skin, the better the relationship because the more comfortable you are. That's true. And going back into expectations, a lot of people have expectations that are built around avoiding arguments. Yeah. I'm going to find the perfect girl who is, for me, uh, in my political party, in my religion, in my uh, core beliefs about like how we should argue. Um mannerisms even small mannerisms to avoid all the arguments but one you can't get away with a relationship uh, that's argument proof mm-hmm. uh, it's just not possible and it should not be possible um, and I think that really puts a glass ceiling on how good and how comfortable two people can be with each other yeah um, because you are setting yourself up to you're pretty much bubble wrapping yourself uh, to make sure that you have no arguments, big or small. I was, I don't know if you heard the show called Grownish, but they had this. I episode. love Grownish. You do? It's, good. it's yeah, a spin off of Blackish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I think it was a couple of weeks ago, they had like a political type episode. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that like one of the characters brought up is that people need to start being comfortable with being, wait, people have to st- start being more comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right, and I feel like a lot of people aren't, because especially with now in like a digi- digital age, you can sort of filter what you see or what you don't. Like I remember, I was interviewing for this uh, magazine, and they were asking, "Oh, so how did like you read your news?" It's like I use Flipboard. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like it was kind of like messed up, like yep. fucked up to say. It was like I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> so yep. I'm not gonna lie, because at the end of the day, I what I say in an interview is going to come back to haunt me at some point. So I was like, yeah, I use Flipboard because I like specific topics. Mm-hmm. So if I want to read about sports, boom, all right, cool. All sports would come up. If I want specific sports, it comes up here. Neuroscience, everything. But obviously, if you read a newspaper, you are forced to read other things outside of what you want to read. That's and I feel totally like, fair. And I feel like that happens a lot now where like even like Facebook, you could like go to groups. That way you don't really have to even go through your feed anymore. So... Yeah. It's sort of like you're centered around what you like, which I do understand. But at the same time, I do like having friends who don't view things the same way as I do. Exactly. Like, how else are you going to learn from other people's perspectives? You just I, stick to what you want or what totally, you like. Totally. Absolutely. And the thing about current, you know, seeking of significant others, if you ask the average person, whether it's single, whether it's taken, if they could date themselves, I know I couldn't date myself. No, I would drive me myself crazy. <laughs> you know, like like differences are great. Um, there's actually been scientific proof that people that are, and this is contradictory, completely contradictory to what I'm saying, but the point is uh, there's been scientific proof that people are drawn to each other that are different. But what truly makes a relationship last is its similarities. For the most part, there's definitely a combination of both, but ultimately similarities um, in core values and beliefs uh, actually outweigh the differences. Like me and you being different would make me intrigued yeah. and f- me to want to be your friend. And I think yeah. that was actually the case. Yeah. Um, but what makes an actual friendship last is one, just like tenacity to make it work. But two... 
being similar in certain things, like whether it's hobbies or not. So going back to the expectations thing, like what should your expectations be? I don't think they have to be, uh, you know, mannerisms or beliefs in which it would sort of pigeonhole you into this relationship that's argument free. Mm-hmm. Arguments are healthy, but I think it should be more so centered around hobbies. Yeah. I have friends, and I'm not going to call anybody out, but <laughs> so many friends that, and, and this is, you know, a couple of years ago. And I mean, we're, we've all grown up, but hopefully, like, this is still not the current school of thought. Like, I want a guy that knows how to cook, who knows how to uh, be funny. Um, he's also got to be tall, uh, can't date a short guy, um, can't smoke, can't drink, doesn't gamble. Um, and that being said, like a lot of these You're are pretty much are, taking all the vices. Yeah, all the vices. Or, yeah, all the things that I do. Damn it. <laughs> um, no, I mean like I, I I forgot where I read this, but they were like top five vices or like what people spend money on, or, like addictions. It's like someone's smoking, yeah. gambling, drinking, and like, like and, right there. And those are the deal breakers. Like even for me, I can't have a heavy drinker. I can't have a smoker. And and those are needs because your life is going to be. Much, much harder Mm -hmm. accepting somebody like that who makes, you know, certain health choices because you want to be with that person forever, right? Yeah. Um, But certain things like, okay, like talents or or things or possessions, um, that really should not like go into your your bucket list of needs. Those are are wants. Those are wants, yeah. Definitely have them as wants, like preferences. But... Yeah, I think a lot of people don't know. I think a lot of people don't know their differences between needs and wants. Yeah, and sometimes people get a little bit greedy. Like I've been there. A lot of people have been there, and and it's definitely much more uh, apparent now in you know online dating uh, in the city in any metropolis. You'll see online dating being you know the number one source because everyone's at a different wavelength, but ultimately, it gives people too many options, and it, it makes people. Um, more prone to say, you know, this is not going to work because there's other other options. You're sort of being desensitized to to making it work and seeing the ugly parts of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, uh, you know, our parents, our 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 grandparents didn't have that choice, and so they were kind of like forced to make it work. And they're, the, you know, you can even see it in the divorce rate. It's yeah. you know, it's gone from like twenty five to now like fifty two. Yeah. Um, which is crazy if you think about it. Uh, because people just have too many options. Like mm-hmm. definitely not looking to make a blanket state blanket statement, but celebrities are an example, mm-hmm. athletes are an example, and you know, people that are quote unquote successful and have more exposure to the rest of the world, like higher divorce rate, because it's not about how much they own. It's about them looking around because there's the option to and knowing that there is always a plan B or C. And again, like I want to urge people to start looking at their expectations and also look at themselves. Like I saw this one episode and I'm so ashamed to say this um, of Jersey Shore <laughs> and, and Snooki is literally going, you know, I just want the perfect guy, you know, like I want the, like he's got to have big muscles. He's got to have money. He can be a DJ, but, you know, like, he's got to pay attention to me. He's got to have nice parents. But meanwhile, like, I'm going to sound like a dick, but, like, you look at Snooki and, like, she fulfills none of those things. Yeah. Granted, she's 
she's got a ton of money now. Yeah, yeah. Like, but you know what? Like, offer like look for things that you can offer in yourself, and a lot of the times those things you can offer yourself um, aren't materialistic things. They're mm-hmm. things that you take pride in the most. Yeah. Like I take pride in my sense of humor, and. I would like a person that can appreciate sense of humor and can offer sense of humor. That is fair. You can't expect a person to be perfect when you are not. And so the ultimate expectation is to find someone that is good for you, not someone who is absolutely perfect for everybody or anybody else. True. Um, Do you usually, I guess that's weird because do you actually discuss your expectations? But I I feel like there's probably a point where too because you can't just be on a first date it's like all right so here are my demands oh contrary my friend (laughs) Um, in my first date yeah uh, and i think several first dates it's actually healthy to discuss true um expectations Mm -hmm. and they don't have to be like every single expectation under the sun it can just be the ones that you feel appropriate are bringing up in a first date like in my example um, and a lot of this is weeded out because, like, I met my girlfriend through online dating. Yeah, and you and, pretty much answer and, those questions there. And the profile, the you're literally yeah. filling a bubble to to see, like, like the algorithm does it itself too. Like, okay, you don't want a smoker, you're not going to get a smoker. Um, and the other expectations were just revolving around things you can't really mannerisms that you can't really stand that well. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, that when we were on a first date, like, you know, people, like, I especially would be a little bit more cognizant of what I say um, around expectations, whether it was, like, you know, materialistic things, which I didn't have any of or many of, uh, I don't think. But I would make sure that my needs were actual needs and zero wants would be on that list. Yeah. Meaning that, like, I would never say... I can't stand a person um, who can't laugh at my jokes. Like, I would be okay with that. Like, I'd be sad about that, but it wouldn't deter me from, like, I wouldn't leave, lose sleep over it. True. Uh, so the thing is, it's perfectly fine to discuss on, on, on a first date. Just don't have to mention well, I feel like with you, I know, like, you told me, like, this week you work, like, 65 hours. Yep. But it's something that you probably should discuss. Like, hey, just letting you know, you should understand that yep. I have a crazy work life. So we may not be able to see each other during the week. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. That, that is an example of something that's courteous. Like, I would find that courteous for you to tell me that. Mm-hmm. Because by you saying that, hey, this is my life, I just want you to know that is you know it an instance in which you care about how i would feel and also it just eliminates the bs right like yeah. if you're talking to a person that wants their significant other to have a 40 hour job it just eliminates the bs like True. then the, then there's no second date um and then if they're okay with it then you can go on a second date and if they're on the edge about it it's up to you to convince them otherwise about how you can, you know, make the other other you know day other other hours in the week worth it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't I don't think there's like a like a list or or a code of what you should discuss and what you shouldn't discuss. It's just it's more about feeling it out 
True. I feel like it'll come naturally. Like it, you're it not going to obviously say everything, but like sort of like especially our thing. I feel like probably you did mention it. It's like yeah, yeah. and sure, like right there enough is sort of like telling you that I am interested, but letting you know that probably during the week would be a bit difficult. Yeah, that's courteous to me. That yeah. is definitely not going like whoa, we're getting married now. No, no, right? yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, you're not. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I I've had instances where like you know i've gone on a date when i was i was much younger and you know we were shopping in pathmark and all of a sudden we'd go to the food aisle like the dog food aisle and i say oh man i wish i had a dog and then the girl would be like oh i don't want any dogs around the house meanwhile we're in like seventh grade like (laughs) i'm like okay that's nice but you know (laughs) uh let's cross that bridge when we get there right i don't even think i could afford to get a dog right now. exactly exactly i'm just saying conceptually yeah yeah and then i turn around and uh i don't see her anymore she 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 left okay great awesome (laughs) well then again you oh (laughs) i know a friend of mine is loves dog. I actually have a lot of friends that love dogs mm-hmm. but I feel like that would be like an interesting compromise or deal breaker yeah. there it's like oh you don't what oh. but the thing I will say about that is I mean, that's just one specific example but I feel like that is probably important maybe they want a dog at some point yeah exactly are it's, you allergic oof well exactly you gotta find a way around that like, you think get like the shots. most people would think that is a deal breaker from, from the very beginning but you will soon later see that the opportunity cost of you not going forth with that, with that relationship. You had to bring business terms. Yeah, the opportunity cost. Like we can we can yeah. analyze the Phillips curve right yeah. now about utility. Um, but the opportunity cost of you not taking that relationship because of that much outweighs the you know burden of having a dog later on. Yeah. Like I remember when I was small. Like I would think about things that don't even matter by the time I get there. Yeah. Like oh man. Like proposing the idea of proposing and the embarrassment of a girl saying no. Yeah. Or like, or like I mean I, that's a bad example because I haven't even gotten there yet. But let's say asking a girl out to a dance at prom. True. When I was in first grade, yeah. before prom, like and proms would be in another ten years. Yeah, exactly. Like, but you're already preparing then, yourself for. And, yeah, and then later on, like you get a girlfriend and you don't have to ask her to prom. Mm-hmm. Like, like problems get sort of like analyzing a petri dish under a microscope to a point where you are um sort of looking at things in 10 years that will not be a problem later on and so expectations need not be examples of you know like things like oh man i can't stand a puppy gotta filter out these guys like (laughs) have a little bit more more flexibility yeah for sure um I feel like expectations is not just, obviously communication is a huge part of it, but I feel like also compromise Yeah. too. It's just like finding that, like like you were, I think you mentioned earlier, it was like finding a middle ground mm-hmm. where I feel like there's some things you should have a middle ground on. And like you said, like for example, like smoking, I feel like that's probably something you wouldn't compromise on. But there's like other things that, sure, you may think it's like, oh no, but you sort of, if you do enjoy this person's company or you see this going further it's towards a point where it's like i'll find a way around that yeah exactly it compromise is absolutely essential and there is no such relationship in which two people are happy at 50 50 and stay that way yeah right compromise is not 50 50 in everything and i want to make i want to make that abundantly clear 
it is 60-40 on subject A of, let's say, how to spend your weekends or how to spend your Sundays. And did I say 60-50 or 60-40? You said 60-40. Okay, cool. I think All right. so. Honestly, <laughs> I can I, still yeah. keep my bachelor's degree yeah. <laughs> in finance. Um, and then 30-70 in restaurant choices. And then 80-20 on the other side about what yoga class to take that day. Like, that, that, that's the thing. It's not 50-50 on everything. And at times, there, it is times when it's 50-50. There are times when it's 100 and zero. Yeah. But that is no precursor to how fruitful a relationship is. Like, compromise is necessary. And sometimes people get home court advantage in certain things. And mm-hmm. sometimes people don't. But that's what true compromise is in a relationship. Um, and on the subject of compromise, there are a lot of people. And I think this was when, like before I had my first uh, relationship as well. I always thought the perfect girl for me is one that doesn't change who I am. Right, like, and 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 let that sink in for a little bit. Like, w- no, I I think I I think my friend and I spoke about that in our, I think it was episode six. Yeah, where we were talking about like you don't notice how much you change until after the relationship ends. Yes, yeah. where it's like, wait, I did what? No, I didn't. Exactly. Imagine doing that. <laughs> as long as you feel like you're not being pulled in a direction where you are losing your core philosophies, mm-hmm. that is everything else is. Up for grabs like it's it's subject to change because everybody at one point used to say like a perfect girl or a perfect guy would be one that doesn't change me and will love me for who I am that second part of the phrase is valid will love me for who I am yeah. for me being funny for me being generous for me being kind for me being smart um, the first part is you know doesn't change me like that person can't change me that person that person that doesn't change you is either very very cautious about how you would react and borderline scared of you yeah um because you're so adverse to change or two probably hasn't brushed the first layer of uncomfortability to force you to make that change or to ask you to make that change um it's very important for two people to change for each other because they care about each other and that I can't stress enough because with my relationship, I've changed a lot. Like anywhere from mannerisms to like things that I thought I was educated on, but my girlfriend would give me the other side of the story. And now my, you know, my beliefs have totally changed. Doesn't mean I don't, nece- doesn't mean I necessarily lost a piece of myself, mm-hmm. but I have just added certain things and, and acquired more knowledge to you know like for example like what what like really grinds her gears like now i know certain things i shouldn't do certain things that i should say to Mm -hmm. make her feel better when she's upset and vice versa she knows like what takes me off and it's it's great in that sense and uh, like a perfect relationship to me is not finding a perfect person it's not finding the perfect person that will not change who you are it's finding a person that cares enough to change who they are mm. and vice versa. Damn. That's good. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I guess sort of like that same thing um, with expectations and whatnot. I personally don't think that ruins dating experience. But then again, I just feel like I don't try going in with expectations. And I feel like, I, I guess I could go either way. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if someone, like, I think I remember once I went out with, oh, this was probably like three, four years ago. I went out with someone who was always in relationships. Okay. But I was obviously the opposite. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I forgot what it was that happened, but I remember at some point I was sort of thinking, say, then she was asking, it's like, oh, that conversation came up. It's like, oh, you know, when was your last relationship? It's like, oh, I don't know, like six years ago or something. And she's like, wait, what? It's like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> have you ever dated? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that, first. no, no, that was last year. <laughs> yeah. No, but anyways, and I felt that it's interesting because I feel like if you're someone who hasn't experienced both, yeah, you're sort of in the fritz of what you're looking for or like me where I've been in such the opposite and thinking where do I find that mold because I've been not saying like desensitized from relationships because pretty much I have but thinking how do I even move that forward even though I try going in thinking cool I'm willing to be open about this but then again I don't have the expectations for it either because I don't know exactly yeah. what I'm going to do with that. I think expectations are great, especially when you are meeting a person for a first or second time. I think you sort of have to have that zest mm-hmm. to date and that excitement and that zeal in order for you to really appreciate how good a first date is or yeah. how bad a, like, like a first date is, right? Mm-hmm. Like you kind of have to be excited about the date. Yeah. If, it's, if you're going in with, you know... You know, in an ambivalent, um, aloof attitude about like, all right, let's just see where this goes. Yeah. Like, like the uh, the average you know girl in a chick flick that like isn't really looking for love, but yeah. oh, finds, so, but so, finds Matthew McConaughey, yeah, yeah. and then all oh, of a is sudden, that the first, like, is that the first act of the movie? It's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, all right, like, I guess I'll. Uh, oh, who's this cutie pie at a, at a coffee shop? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like that, right? It's you have to be excited for a date in order for it to work um or in order for you have to be vulnerable right and and this is the same idea you have to be vulnerable in order to find love yeah um and i'm sure that there are exceptions but i think the probability of you finding love when you are comfortable with being hurt is definitely much higher Right, like there are people that are just, um, they don't, they're not willingly vulnerable. They're they're just like that. I think I'm actually one person who's who's like that. I wear my heart on my sleeve, and I go on dates, and I've been on good ones, I've been on bad ones, but I was never afraid to be vulnerable. Mm. Right, like there were heartbreaks in the past and and then there's some that you just move on quite easily with um after a breakup but ultimately you have to feel okay with not feeling okay and that sort of alludes back to your point about people feeling people needing to feel more comfortable about being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because that is actually how you progress yeah and i feel like i've noticed that at least through podcasting and writing where Mm -hmm. for me it was and i remember when i was even doing the opening up episode 
where that's just something I never really thought of before. And the more, I, and I feel like it makes sense because with like some friends, I can tell how close we are because of how vulnerable I'm okay being with. Yeah. And then there's others where it's like, no, I'm not comfortable with that. And I feel like that's okay, but I'm assuming, in, especially even in relationships, you have to be. Yeah. And I was like, and it was interesting because I didn't really think about that until like recently at the last couple of months where I was like, huh, maybe I should try this new approach of just at least trying to be more open. I know it's not something that's going to move, you know, like be a quick fix, but Absolutely. at least at least acknowledging that or even like, Sometimes calling myself out on something is sort of like the easiest way to at least move forward from the idea that, yeah, in order to be in like any kind of relationship, there has to be some vulnerability, even if it's not going to go well, it's sort of like something you should go in expecting. Not, I don't mean expecting, but just know it could happen, yeah. but it's sort of like you're okay with that. Yeah, that is the number one expectation. Like people don't realize but a lot of our strengths come from our vulnerabilities like when I went on my first date with my you know current girlfriend of two and a half years I loved how she was able to express herself I loved how she was able to talk about her previous relationships I love the fact that I could speak about my previous relationships and every single time she you know nodded her head in agreement I was like, wow, this, this date is going amazingly. Mm -hmm. Like, I found someone who is very much like me, who's not exactly like me, um, who's different from me, who's not too different from me. And I see myself being with this person. Yeah. Right? And so the fact that your, like, your, your, your confidence and your excitement to pursue a relationship should always outweigh your fears about going into a relationship like it you should never be more scared to approach a relationship yeah. than than you are excited to to, to be in one mm. so vulnerability kind of gets washed out or canceled out yeah because you are enjoying your relationship so and much and i feel like there was this one specific uh i feel like it's only one of the few things i actually starred in everything i wrote was pretty much you being okay with being a flawed human being yeah it's like I feel like, and that's probably sometimes the issues with online dating is that you show the positives of you. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's oh my just, god, I, dude! It's yeah. not just online dating; if it's even like social media or just in general that people are. It's easier to just show the happy of everything. Exactly. I think that's the ultimate, and that's a good point. I didn't even think about it this way. The ultimate flaw. Can you believe, like, if the, if if there were an actual app? Yeah. That only allowed you to post bad <laughs> stuff. People would be, start looking at the less bad stuff. It's like <laughs> that's your true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's a great concept. I'm going to oh start that God, right now. Oh, my God, what? I wonder if there's an app called Flaw. Flaw. <laughs> um, Wait, we might need to like edit that out in case no one has come up with that app. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so. I don't know if it's ooh, copyrighted. No, nah, uh, damn. <laughs> probably a Trump idea or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, it, that's one of the big things. You only see the positives, right? It's just like like positive PR. Yeah. Uh, but... I would I would want to say most of it gets filtered out filtered out by the first date. So really, That's all you're true. losing out is on is um, you if know if there's a second a date, date or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's I guess one of the downsides to online dating as well. And you know, it's it showcases everything that's meant to be showcased. You mm -hmm. know, the picture of 
a person hiking yeah uh, at the top of a mountain and all of a sudden he becomes the epitome of you know hiking uh, uh, hiking yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, he, he just becomes like you know the Mount Everest hiker that, that you can you can feel safe with uh, or a person that enjoys food like you have uh, you know a, a girl sipping a bowl of spaghetti and all of a sudden she becomes like an iron chef or a restaurateur and or, or like a member of like Zagat um, but ultimately that is one of the big flaws but I want to be the optimist in, in, in me tells me that that's going to be filtered out by dates, if not a first one, then a second one, then a third one. Yeah. And I feel like it also just takes a little bit of honesty. Yeah. I feel like, I think, um, I think that's when I was doing my ghosting episode, uh, uh, my friend was telling me that sometimes I think people hide like who they are, but it's usually like so much easier if you're just yourself and just be okay with if they're not okay with who you are then you should be okay with that but ideally i think people want to shrink in order to be like all right cool what may they what might they like about me so yeah you're not gonna know because exactly they're probably thinking the same thing exactly exactly and the thing is like going back to defining who you are and what is acceptable to change um you know, before going on a date or, or anything, I would advise one person to really look inside of them and it sounds really corny. <laughs> sort of like do cost benefit analysis or something like like what is it that I cannot budge on about me, not about the other person? Like mm-hmm. what should I not change about myself? Yeah. What is uh flexible mm-hmm. and then what really doesn't matter and is up for grabs. Like 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 those. Just kind of bucketing your uh, your personality your traits your priorities and your philosophy into certain levels and tiers of what can be changed and what cannot because you're never going to find a person like that is going to keep you for who you are like verbatim yeah. like 100% it, it's not possible when you love a person you want to make them happy there are times when you inadvertently make them unhappy uh, without even realizing it, and then you adapt, and that's how people last, or just learn from like, yeah, every experience. Yeah, you're 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 not going to start reading a textbook and with the expectation of of you knowing everything. That defeats the whole purpose of learning, right? Mm-hmm. And that defeats the whole purpose of reading a good book. So that that applies to everything, not just relationships. I think it's also like the quick fix. Like I feel. Uh, I was. I think I was talking to my friend about. Um, oh, like I feel like if someone was supposed to ask, I think you even like wrote this on Facebook. I'm not sure, but it, it was hilarious because I feel like people do that for everything, pretty much. Where mm-hmm. it's like, all right, cool. You know, I want to do something. I was like, all right, what is it? Like, I want to like lose weight or something. Oh yeah, that's right. I did. And I don't know if this was exactly what happened. Pissed a lot but of people off. Yeah, but I thought, like, I don't know if that's exactly what you said, but the one thing is that people will be like, all right, cool, I want to be able to do this task. Yeah. All right, cool, I'm going to sh- tell you how I did it. It's like, no, that seems too difficult. What's the easier What's the quick route? fix? Yeah, it was the yeah. easier route. I was like, no. How can I get six-pack yeah. abs? Like, I need, Draw them. I need the app. I yeah. Need, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, that everybody wants to see the finish line without... And, and, and be able to cross that finish line without running the actual race. Yeah. But everything, 
every trade that you learn, dancing, swimming, anything, it's a process, right? Mm -hmm. Like you get better by going through the process and going through it again and again and again, repetition. Um, you you fail, you get up and do it again. Exactly, like th that's the thing. And, and some people just want to get there without actually going there. And, and yeah. it's, it's uh, a struggle and it's definitely become more prominent as as you know, we, we, we see like the new generation like having more technological capabilities. Like there is an app right now that can pretty much mold you into the Odonis, like Michelangelo, uh, David sort of like body. Like it, it, it's what? it's a spray, okay. it's like a, a spray tan app. It allows okay. you to look like that without actually working for that. Oh. Yeah, I don't really have to worry about that. I think I'm good. Exactly. No, yeah. you're good. You're good. I downloaded it last year. <laughs> Did it work for you? No. Did not work for me. No. There's no Get Taller app. There's no Get Taller. Darn it. Well, I feel like oh, that must have been a bummer for you when you like heard like specific friends or people that had like expectations for like, I want someone to be this height. This. You call me short? I'm, I'm not calling I'm, you short. You I'm just called yourself short. I'm pretty short. medium you just for an said, Asian guy. <laughs> I'm not petite. You I'm legit fun just said. Fun size. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no, I can definitely speak to that. Yeah. Uh, there was no capability on Coffee Meets Bagel to filter out height. Like height. Yeah. Fortunately. Yeah. But um, no, I'm pretty sure if there was, someone would have asked you, what's if, your height? If there was, I would have lied about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but that that's also a thing, right? Like if there was the ability, people would, it would be a monster. People would, would sort of capitalize on that until yeah. nobody bats an eye to the, to the short guy mm -hmm. um, or the overweight guy. Uh, right, so or or the the really really skinny guy, um, and the the thing about that is going back to expectations. Like these are physical things. If physical traits mean that much to you, then you better be Miss America, right? Like you better find a person who either doesn't care about the way you look, but also if you're looking for a person like that. And you kind of have to run the risk of that person expecting the same for you. So you take the risk, right? It's yeah. it's it's Russian roulette in that sense. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I've gone on dates with, a, like I think the tallest one was like five foot eleven. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but but that's a thing. You say nice, but yeah. like, what is nice? Like a, some sometimes people would say, you know. Five one, nice, right? Like it's no. It's I, all... I just like the idea that 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 you're comfortable with yourself, that you don't really yeah. care. And and to be honest, like during that date, like she didn't care too. And and so like there there are people like that. But my message is to convince the person who is currently thinking like that, like this guy's got to be a certain range as a deal breaker. That I'm not talking you off the ledge there, but I'm just saying that you know two sides of the coin like yeah you've got to expect the reciprocal so that's sort of like like with me if i would expect the significant other to always open up mm -hmm. but i don't do the same yeah exactly yeah you got to change that tony i am working on it open that book I, it is open it's I an open just, book. yeah yeah good 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 <laughs> um no definitely i like 
obviously there are certain things that you just can't live up to that you selfishly like want to find in the next person Mm -hmm. but it's never a healthy thing try to keep that at like a low yeah and I guess wait with I know like one specific thing that popped up here was time I don't know exactly how that would work but I guess like specifically I guess it depends on how each person is Mm -hmm. like if um, I guess for you like from between your first date and when you guys became a couple Mm -hmm. how long how much time was that that took probably a month and a half okay I would say the one good thing about uh, meeting my, my current girlfriend um, is we spent a lot of time talking to each other before we, we met. Nice. So we probably talked to each other for a good three weeks before I asked for a first date. Typically, that would not be the case. Typically, I would spend about a week, yeah. ask for a date, um, go rush, on a date. Rush into it. Like, rush into that, it, get and it that's it. Yeah. And not saying that those didn't work, but in you know like in hindsight it, it didn't it, in hindsight it didn't ha- like it didn't last because i saw them as friends or mm-hmm. you know and or other reasons but i would sort of say that the reason why we worked out was because we did a lot of research on each other we by telling each other and being completely candid with each other what we liked in each other what we've been through which was the biggest thing like the parallels that we've been through in our previous relationships were were so <laughs> apparent and were so great that I thought we were like the same person. Um, so it, it was great in the sense that like we knew about each other already. And then the first date kind of felt like just putting a, a face to the name. Yeah. But I know you already. Um, I mean, that's what made it probably easier when you guys went on that first date yeah. to talk about previous relationships or expectations because you've already set like a rapport with each other yeah exactly and then the second date you know would like there's no pressure to basically go oh man like am i gonna get a second date with this person yeah like it it was more like all right when's the second date Mm -hmm. because i already know you yeah so the second date felt like a third date like it just it's just clockwork at that point Mm -hmm. right so that's the one thing that i i i definitely appreciated it took about three months for me to ask her to be my girlfriend um and it's been two and a half years since nice. and you know uh, again i attribute the success of a relationship to compromise to learning we are two very different people but we appreciate the differences um sometimes we we argue about the differences but again it goes back to compromise like i care enough about her to make the changes about myself and those changes aren't big changes. Mm-hmm. It's just mannerisms. Yeah. But then again, I'm assuming you're going in wanting it to work. Yeah. So I feel like you, it's sort of like the, what do I want to say? Oh, like putting your ego aside for the bigger picture. It is putting your ego aside. No person's going to walk into a relationship and it, and it working, going like, like this person is not going to change me. I'm going to change them. Right, like, or you shouldn't go with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That that shouldn't be your open liner. Yeah, um, it, it's it's definitely more about like how can we make this work. Like you see, the happiest people are the people that are actually like 
very similar but the thing is like they got similar like yeah, they yeah. through through time <laughs> yeah I through mean, time through, yeah um people say that like people start adapting to each other and actually act like each other and even talk like each other to the point where they're probably wearing very similar styles mm-hmm. and so that's true you, you you're, you're you're with a person long enough you start adapting their ways and like it's it's never the case where it's just two people staying the exactly the way they are and being perfectly okay with that yeah so i mean i guess like it's like a specific road you i mean obviously you guys probably had like i don't know how old she is but like you guys at least had like 20 plus years of experience yeah and then now you've only had like two years of experience with each other those two years are probably the equivalent of for for me at least i can't speak for her like six or seven years in my college or high school days like i i remember in our in our fourth month of going out i was like oh man like what a year yeah what a year (laughs) (laughs) like no it's it's just people are more mature and mm-hmm. people are also people have also become more experienced through dating and people are just okay with changing a couple of things about themselves i, I have no idea if that you're trying to say that directly at me it's i'm like, looking at you yeah. as, as yeah, I'm yeah i know it's like look pay attention to what i'm saying yeah like, this one isn't for the viewers <laughs> it's just for you <laughs> cool <laughs> um i'm trying to think of I know respect is a huge factor, mm-hmm. and I think that would happen especially if you guys don't agree on specific points. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of, would you know that like earlier on or like later on? Like sort of like, yeah, sure, um, we don't agree on this one point. So it's sort of like either you're okay with disagreeing or just saying like, hey, I respect your point of view because it's yours but I'm going to have my own or there are certain, there's definitely levels to it. I think at the most basic level, um, sometimes you're naturally f- inclined to go like, come on my side. I'm going to convince you to come on my side. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I still do that. And she still does that and certain things like, you know, uh, but like core values, the things that we know are just going to be like a hail Mary, like, those things like you either just don't try to convince that other person and just you just basically you're just basically okay with that different mindset Mm -hmm. so it's just levels like again anything that like you want to change in a person just for the pure selfishness of them coming on aboard on your team you can try it but like if that doesn't work then you're gonna have to eventually live with it and I think hopefully from the first, second, third, fourth date before you ask that person out, you're not uncovering any huge secrets about that person. Where yeah. It's just like, man, now I have to reevaluate the likelihood of this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this one thing I read. Crap, I have no idea where I read it from, which is a bummer now. But it was an article. And one thing it brought up, especially it was like a relationship uh, like point of view. It was sort of like how... If there is a problem that you guys come across, you should never think about it as you versus them. It's sort of like you and them versus the problem. I think I read that ar- same article. What? Um, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> the one thing to do in an argument 
is to say we. Yeah. You should never point the finger and say, you make me feel like a total yeah. idiot yeah. for saying that I want to spend more time with you. Mm-hmm. It's we should be more understanding of each other. We have two different schedules and I am going to work harder for us yeah. um, to be okay with enjoying the time that we have together. Like it's the same message. Mm-hmm. It's but it's just phrased in a way where you are working together with a person rather than against a person. Yeah. Um, I still have trouble doing that. Um, and, and so a lot of the times it's just like certain confrontations or, or disagreements. And I feel on the defensive mm-hmm. if I get accused of certain things and like vice versa. And so we are working towards that. Yeah. And I, I think it was during the, opening up episode i was like going through like psych today like for some reason whenever i had whenever i did research on any topic psych mm-hmm. today was always there in the top like in the yeah. front page of of google and they always brought up that if there is something that bothers you never say you mm-hmm. you always say i so like if uh, uh i don't know they did something it's like i feel this it's easier than saying like you make me feel this way yeah i mean it's it's also going back to like management 101 Mm -hmm. like in in finance or like in whatever industry nobody really calls anybody out right yeah sort of like finding a solution together synergies it's all it's it's all about feeling like you're part of an integral setup where it's just we have to be different slightly we have to come up with a solution because it benefits all of us rather than me feeling better that you are now different yeah than who you are which pisses me off like it's 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 it shouldn't be that way yeah cool um i'm about to like wrap this up yeah do you have like any final words yeah be okay with dating the short guy man like we've got we've got perk we've got personality man um no but honestly uh i would close with the message by saying that there is no such thing as Miss or Mr. Perfect. Um, a lot of people might, you know, in, the, in their computers might go like, oh, yeah, I agree, I agree. But I would challenge you to single people to think about what your expectations are of a person, tell a friend, uh, and then see what their feedback is. If they think you're out of your mind, uh, so that reassess. means also, but you're also going to a friend that's going to be willing to be honest. Exactly. Like don't go to a friend that's going go, to be agree with you. Go to an honest yeah. friend, not the one that tells you, oh, you deserve the best person in the world because that's subjective. Yeah. And chances are you have to be the best person in the world in order to be the best person, to find the best person in the world. Yeah. Uh, find the best person for you, uh, one that you think would care enough to change themselves about you. Mm-hmm. And to compromise with you and you would be okay with changing for and that only happens through time so definitely don't find don't be be sort of don't have your blinders on and be tunnel visioned into finding finding the perfect 10 before you even meet the person that's that's not how love works I like that. It's a perfect way of ending thank it. Thank you, thank you. Man, you said I set the expectations of a great episode. And, 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 I, and did I live Whoa, up to it? What? Yes, you did. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs>
Thank you for having me on the show, Tony. No doubt. Thanks for definitely like scheduling this out because I don't like it. It's probably like crazy. You're very welcome. Cool. Um, Definitely going to hope to get another episode in in the next week or two. Cool. That's sort of like how I've been trying to get this down. But yeah, if anything, it'll pop up on your feed. So until then, enjoy the rest of your day, guys. All right.